Welcome to episode number 10 of the J-Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J-Bunny. So, this episode is going to be a little bit different from any of the ones that I've done in the past. And the reason for that is that instead of having one interview with one person or one group of people, um, this episode is actually going to consist of two separate but shorter than normal interviews. Uh, back on uh, September the 29th, I went out to the Redneck Rebellion Tour, which was a co-headlining tour with uh, the bands Soil and Saving Able. Uh, so I got interviews with members of both bands. So uh, for the first part of the episode here... Uh, I sit down with Ryan McCombs, who is the uh, current singer of Soil. He was also, he was their original singer and is back in the band. He was also, for a time, the singer of Drowning Pool. Listen beyond this, because there's going to be more. Like I said, it's, it's going to be a little different. Uh, but out, without further ado, here's Ryan. Alrighty, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I'm here again at the Stanhope House, sitting on the... Uh... Soil and Saving Able Tour Bus with Ryan McCombs. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's the old dual tour bus today. It's the <laughs> old, you know, uh, we're enjoying each other's company out here. That's really fun little tour. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, so now, uh, Soil, you guys are currently on tour supporting the, the new release, the Scream The Essentials, which is a celebration of the band's 20th anniversary. When you guys started this band, which my understanding was a side project when you first started, did you think you'd still be around doing soil 20 years later? No, we probably all should have, you know, gotten different jobs at least 15 years ago or something. <laughs> no, it, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's a gift that people have kept us around this long, that people are still coming to shows, still buying the music, you know, still supporting the band one way or another. It, it's amazing that, that people are still giving us the time of day 20 years later. It's quite the, uh, quite the gift. Yeah, man. Now, uh, we were sort of discussing right before I turned the recorder, and you, you've not been with the band for the full 20. You took a little break from, from Soil. Yeah. You joined Drowning Pool yeah. uh, in 2005 after leaving Soil in 2004. Now, when you came back to Soil in 2011, uh, the way it was sort of put out there in the press was that you were just sort of... They were borrowing you from Drowning Pool for a reunion thing, yeah. and you were going to go back. But that didn't happen. What, how, right. what happened there? I don't know, you know, I've always had this little bit of a seven-year itch thing. I was a relationship I was in before my marriage was seven years, I was married for seven years, I was in soil for seven years, and drowning pool for seven years, not back with soil. Tim, the other day, goes, you know next year's going to be seven years, so what, what's next? I was like, well, <laughs> done. Um, but, uh, no, they, yeah, you're, you're exactly right, it was supposed to just be for that one little anniversary of Scars tour yeah. over in the UK and Europe and then uh, then uh, we uh, ended up having too much damn fun oh. and uh, I remember getting home and me and CJ were kind of missing each other on the phone tag thing and finally we got to talking he was just like you know you're not you're not your heart's really not in it anymore is it because <laughs> it's like you know no it's not and so we just kind of agreed that it would be better for, for both parties to head different directions. Mm. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, as I said, you guys, uh, Scream just came out, 
And that's got songs from across the entire sort of soil history, as it were. Yeah. And so I was just wondering, because uh, some bands do it, some bands don't. Has there any been a, uh, any consideration on your end to to perform live any of like the AJ era stuff, or is that stuff just sort of rec- re- we retired? Did. Um, and it wasn't by my by my uh, yay or nay. The guys that Adam and Tim just didn't have any desire to play any of the stuff from that era. And I'm I'm horrible at singing someone else's lyrics. I can hardly remember my own, let alone someone else's. So, uh, I, I definitely wasn't going to push the right, thought. Right. <laughs> but uh, we did, we we added um, Lesser Man and oh, I forget what it's called. Give It Up. Give It Up. Is that it? Yeah. Give it up in Lesser Man. We did over in Europe and the UK last tour. We did over there. Oh, okay. I think we've done it a time or two here in the states. Maybe for a run here or there. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm but, not uh, sure. I know the last time that I saw Soil was was shortly after you rejoined in 2012. You guys played in New York City. Either on it was about this same time of year. It was either on or around my birthday, and my birthday is next Tuesday. So oh, happy birthday next Tuesday. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so yeah, we we did we've done a couple songs from that era here and there. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, I understand that, that not doing it. Like I said, some some bands will do it, some bands won't. I know, like for example, like Anthrax, Joey Belladonna. There is there is one song that's outside his era that he'll do. Otherwise, he doesn't want to touch the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love a lot of the John Bush movies with uh, Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. I think only is the only is the only song that that he'll he'll do. Um, so, uh, you got, on, on the, uh, oh, so this, this new, uh, what's on new? This, this album has the, the cover of Gimme Some Lovin', which yeah. I remember that song from my mom's old Sweatin' to the Oldies videos. <laughs> so I was just wondering how you guys decided that, you know, Soil's gonna do no this song. I have no idea. I don't, um, we were tossing around doing new music, and that, uh, that didn't come to fruition. So we were talking about doing a, there were so many different ideas, and one of them, of course, was to do some, some cover. And uh, Tim got a hold of us and was like, how about give me some love? And I was like, I thought he was out waiting for the punchline. <laughs> um, but then got to listen to it, and Adam sent the uh, tracks, the guitar tracks. Yeah. And of course, it's Adam's guitar tones and everything, so it was like, cool. And the fact that, you know, it's, Kind of our generation remembers it from like the Blues Brothers, right? And uh, Blues Brothers being a Chicago movie, Soil being a Chicago band, it all made sense, right? Right. And so on that song, you have uh, Lindy Gabriel from Gabriel and the Apocalypse, and Christina Feliciano from Oblivious Signal providing the backing vocals. Now, how did how did you guys become aware of them and get them involved in the song? They're part of the Pavement family. Okay. Uh, we, we work with uh, Pavement Entertainment. Tim uh, is head of A and R there at uh, Pavement. No, I was and, not uh, aware of that. We uh, we just uh, brought them to. He brought our awareness, made us aware of their existence, and, and just they rocked it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think those girls just uh, 
they they gave the song some life that it needed very much needed. Yeah, I was uh, personally until until the song came out, I was not familiar with with Christina's work, but uh, I had seen Gabriel in the Apocalypse tour with Dope a bunch of years ago. They came that makes in. sense. Or not, I'm sorry, was it Dope? No, that sounds was, like a combination that would work out there on the. No, it was American Head Charge. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Gotcha. Head Charge. They came to uh, they came to Jersey a bunch of years back and. You know, it was the first time seeing Head Charge, and uh, saw them too, and I really enjoyed them. So that was that was where I caught them. Here's your here's your uh, inter- your next interview. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so this isn't the first time that Soil has done a, a collaboration with like an outside person. I remember when the you and I were talking just a little bit before about Ozfest, when that Ozfest 2002 live CD came out. Uh, there was a version of Halo with Zach Wilde playing with you guys. Right. And uh, so, was, you know, I know that there was a lot of sort of stuff like that happening around then. How did how did that come about to get Zach to, to play Halo with you guys and get that on the CD? We're, I was spending pretty much every evening with Zach and we, we were all hanging out. We got to be good friends and somebody came up with the idea of, hey, how about... You know, they're recording the, the live Ozfest CD tomorrow or in a few days, whatever it was. What, what do you think about coming on stage and doing Halo with this? He was all about it. I, I, it was hilarious at the time, I remember, because he was like, okay, so that's whatever day it was. When the second stage was a rotation. Right, right. Yeah, that and was my first that, Ozfest. I remember that. That day, we happened to be opening the stage. Ah. So it's like 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, what well, do we know? We're off. He's had a few cocktails, and uh, he's like, you know, what time tomorrow is that? Like nine o'clock. Something like, and I, the look on his face, I like, there's no way we're going to see him tomorrow morning. And nine o'clock rolled, or eight thirty rolled around, and here he comes up on a golf cart and a pillowcase full of beers, ready to go. That's awesome, man. Um, now speaking of Ozfest, the U.S. the U.S. doesn't really have many festivals like that left anymore. Ozfest right. kind of, I mean, Ozfest went away for a while and then it came back. It's like a one day or two day thing in California. Right. They've, been, they've been teaming with the, the Slipknot Knot Fest and you know Mayhem, Uproar. Those all kind of went away. All that's really left is the the Warp Tour. Um, but um, would you like to see those sort of big festival things like come back, or is it not really? Is you know, you think that they kind of died because the market's not right anymore, or? As a band guy, I'd like to see him come back because they gave a lot of bands new opportunities. He gave a lot of new bands a, a stage to play on to get some people, to get people's awareness, you know. Yeah, yeah. As, you know, I, I was never, as a fan, I was never one to be able to go out and suffer through the uh, the day long. <laughs> I mean, there's just fans out there for those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think for that fact, I think for the, the matter of, you know, they, those things gave a lot of new bands life back in the day. Yeah. And of course, there isn't much at all left giving life to anything within the music industry nowadays. So, I sure as hell wouldn't be a, be a, against anything that might be positive in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I was Ozfest until I finally went in '02. Like it was always a goal of mine to go. Like, oh, Ozfest sounds awesome, and uh, you know being a youngin as you said before you know my parents were not too keen on the idea right and so i sort of just stopped asking permission and just started going right. there you go and, it was easier uh, to ask for forgiveness though. right yeah yeah 
you know, my dad was always, oh, you're going to die in a mosh pit. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'll be fine. You're right. <laughs> but uh, so uh, sort of tying into to your response to that, what do you think of, like, the state of the music industry these days where people... Really fucked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, people would rather, like, steal the music or just subscribe to Spotify, and they have this idea that, well... Bands make all their monies at the sh- all the money at the shows anyway, so we don't have to buy the music. You know, I asked, uh, I had the same conversation with, with a guy maybe about three weeks ago or so. I said, name me one band that came out within the last ten years, that's still out here doing it today and doing it well, right. doing it strong. Couldn't do it because there isn't anybody. Right. I mean, bands are here today, gone tomorrow, because there's no longevity. In order to make money on the road, you had to make a name for yourself 15, 20 years ago. Right. That's the only way you're going to get guarantees to make it possible for you to be out here on doing shows and be able to keep the lights on at home. If you're not one of those bands, you're not getting the guarantees that you need in order to, to survive. So therefore, you don't have any bands. You don't, there is no longevity in the new bands out there. You know, yeah, I was laughing and joking with a... I was actually making fun of something that one of my DJ friends said on the air. And all of a sudden, she got real serious for a second. She was like, "You don't know how much it sucks." You know, we have those we have those meetings where they tell us what bands are supposed to push, right? What bands are supposed to talk about, and then three months later, those bands aren't around, and there's another list of bands we're supposed to push or supposed to talk about. There's no, you know, there's no staying power. Right. There's no, there's no money. These, these young bands can't keep staying out here and, and doing doing something for nothing. Right. Know, right. At the end of the day, a band produces a widget just like a car manufacturer can, you know, creates a car, a band creates a song, if nobody buys that widget, then how long can the employer employ the employee? Right, right. So, I mean, as long as nobody's out there buying the, buying the goods, there's no... And I, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer. People are like, you know, somebody will come up with something. It's like, all these record labels that have closed their doors, all the distribution companies now are starting to close their doors. You don't think these these people with all that money haven't thought about five thousand ways of trying to make a buck? And bottom line is nobody's you know you can buy a subscription to one of these internet things for nine dollars. Split nine dollars between every band that's every band and every label that's out there. Right. It, you know it's not it's still the industry the industry is not healthy. Yeah, I uh, you know I used to do street team work for Roadrunner. And there was yeah. there was a there was a couple of new there was a couple of new bands that I was really excited about. And like you said, they were they they were an album and then they were gone. Right. You know, I mean, one of you know, one of them is continuing independently. Another one changed its name and lost all but one member. And what well, it is, what it is, but it sucks. You get excited, right. you know. As a fan, you find these new bands, you get excited about them, and then. Oh, where'd they go? Oh, everyone stole their music, so the label dropped them, so they broke up because right. they needed to get a real job because they couldn't make a living making Doing music. This, right. <laughs> um, so, a few episodes back, I had uh, Josh Key from Psycho Stick on my show, <laughs> and he told me a story about uh, when you were in Drowning Pool. He came to Dingbats, and they were playing, and he was like, he was a little afraid. At first, because he wasn't sure how how you, as a then member of Drowning Pool, were going to react to their yeah, parody of bodies. That was, that was funny. <laughs> and uh, Freddie, you know. the owner of Dingbats, sent somebody to the, the studio where we're recording the self-titled Drowning Pool album. 
had them go there, pick me up, bring me over to the club, and they were. I walked in and literally like three minutes after I was in the in the club, they started playing. I can only count to four. <laughs> and uh, afterwards, Freddie walked me over to him. It was like he introduced me to him. It's like a couple of the guys recognized me right away. And you saw them kind of go, oh. <laughs> and a couple of them didn't. It was like, hey. And when he, after he introduced me to him, one was just like, dude, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. And I was like, I said, dude, that's fucking hilarious. So I didn't write the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Even if I did, who cares? It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I saw the... Uh I guess you recorded a thing for them. Like, oh, I guess I can only count to four. Right, right. <laughs> that was that was funny. After seven years, I'm pretty sure that's, that's the extent. I can only count to four. <laughs> oh, man. So, um... Oh, another thing I had wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, when you first... The first... Not the first album, but the first album that, that really broke was, was Scars with right. Halo on it. And... That sort of had the this unfortunate happenstance of being released on 9/11. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was there anything? I know that around that time, when when that was got new release coming out, got new release. Fuck. <laughs> um, I know that there was there was sort of like there was a, at that time there was sort of a list and there was sort of a unofficial or official sort of thing of like all right, well. Because of what happened, because of where the country's at, like, can't play this, can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. were there adverse effects? I mean, like I said, that's still broken. You guys still, I feel, from a from my standpoint, you guys still did pretty good on that. But was there stuff that got fucked up as a result? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I hate talking about it in the aspect that you never want to come across like that was a big deal because there was so much more important shit that happened right, that day. Right, right, right. But if you just look at it just a business standpoint, yeah, it sucked. Because, I mean, people were too scared to come out of their houses to get the fucking mail, let alone leave to go pick up a CD at the store. Right. Um, we had, a we had like, a sold-out show in <laughs> somewhere in Ohio the, the day after or two days after or something. And, like, three people showed up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it was... People were... People were... You know, again, I hate talking because it's like so much more important shit happened that day. But at the same time, just on a business standpoint, it was not a good time to release an album. Yeah. Well, I mean, before that happened, though, the single had come out and that was yeah. doing well. Um, well, yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, we did. When you look at the bands that did have albums that came out around that time, Scars did really well for for that, but at the same yeah. time, it did definitely took an ass beating because of it. So, um, but you guys, you guys had like a couple of EPs and you had a full length before that that kind of, I mean, I think I wound up finally get the, when you guys played that show in October of 2012, I did finally get a copy of the, the Throttle Junkies uh, record. You guys Sorry had that before. That. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it actually didn't play right. It was scratched. Good. Or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so what would, but, you know, the 9-11 stuff aside, what was it like to finally, you know, you're working at it for, what was it, three, four years at that point, and you finally had the single that was getting traction, like, what was that, what was that like to be, like, to sort of have the feeling that we're finally kind of getting somewhere? I definitely didn't expect it. I mean, it, we were, I mean, I had my, at one point, I had the, my truck packed up there in Chicago, ready to leave, go back to Indiana, and Adam talked me into doing one more demo. And uh, that was the demo that had Halo on it. And mm. From there, shit just got 
awesome as far as, you know, <laughs> as, far as a kid dreaming. You know, it, years and years and years of trying to get somewhere in music. Um, all of a sudden, we went... You, we, you mentioned the other releases. We had we had a full-length out... Well, we had an EP out in Century, on Olympic Records, which is this little tiny little Chicago land uh, independent label. We had a EP and a full-length Thrall Junkies that was released on MIA Records, which was appropriately named because I mean, no one really knew about the fact that the label went out of business a month after we released the album. So, that, but but in the in the sales catalog, you know, in the sales numbers, there's no little asterisk that says record label went out of business a month after. It right, right, right. So, all it says is how many albums you sold. So all of a sudden, we pretty much were damaged goods at that point. Yeah. We had our shot. We didn't do it. And so, when all of a sudden Halo started taking off, when Scars and Halo started taking off, it was, uh, it was I think it surprised the shit out of us more than anybody. But it was, it was amazing. It was that, that moment that you hoped for. Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, so, last question, because uh, getting getting close on time. Looks like you guys got a, have a lot of tours sort of booked up until about February. Um, you have any other plans beyond touring, and and you know, is there maybe new music on the horizon? Just, uh, we're, our tour manager's gotten into this gay midget form. <laughs> we plan on supporting him as much as we can. Um, other than that, nothing right off the no, no, no. no we're just going to do a lot of shows. We have a lot of shows. Like you said, we got shows booked up here to the end of the year. Take the holidays off, then head overseas at the beginning of the year. All right. Um, so before before we go, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to plug? Or? Um, I I don't have any problem with gay midget porn. It wasn't a joke necessarily <laughs> aimed at them. I think what they do is wonderful. Um, no, that's all I got. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you.
And from the album Scream, The Essentials, that was Soil, featuring Lindy Gabriel of Gabriel and the Apocalypse and Christina Feliciano of Oblivious Signal, covering the song Give Me Some Lovin'. I want to thank Ryan for being on the show and uh, for everybody in, in both bands and their crew for uh, letting me on the uh, combined tour bus for that interview. Uh, I had the TV on in the background, so you can actually, if you listen real close, you can hear a little bit of South Park uh, on the TV and, uh, and the AC kicked on at one point, you know, he's, uh, you know, always got a little bit of background. I do my best to get rid of it, but, uh, you know, it's always there. So, uh, you guys can follow soil on their social media on Instagram. They are soil underscore official on Twitter. They are at soil, the band, and on Facebook, they are at Soil Music, so be sure to follow them at all of those uh, locations and check out the Scream the Essentials uh, release they just put out. It's it's sort of a it's a it's a combination best of and rarities collection because it's got you know it's got a bunch of their singles from from all of their albums uh including as uh including some of the albums that uh, Ryan didn't appear on um and then it's also got some covers it's got that give me some love and uh cover which was uh which was a new song that they recorded for the compilation they also have a cover of the song black betty on here and they have a cover of the song rusty cage uh, by Soundgarden, which, uh, that was, like, a really rare track, uh, the band only released that, uh, initially on their MySpace page, years and years ago, they were, it was, uh, it was a Christmas gift for the fans, it was only available to download, it was, like, back in, like, 06, I want to say, on Christmas Day from their MySpace page, and, uh, I attempted to download it at the time, I don't know if, the connection was bad or something. I, I wound up with an empty file when I when I downloaded that. So I'm glad ten plus years later to finally have that uh, that cover. Um, so you know we talked a lot when I was talking to Ryan. We talked a lot about their uh, their breakthrough album Scars, and uh, you know the first single from Scars, which was the song Halo. Um, so I'm going to. Uh, Normally I'd say I'm going to leave you with that song, but let's not forget the show's not over yet. Still have uh, still have some more to go, but so we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of a transition. I'm gonna play you that song, um, and something else. I'm gonna give you another song, and uh, the other end of this break, I'll tell you what it is and and why I put it there. But uh, uh, for now, this is Soil with Halo.
from the album Run Away, that was Kira with Fly. Now some of you are probably wondering, who the hell is Kira? You mentioned Soil and you mentioned Saving Able. Well, I figured that since this episode is not focusing on one particular band, but more on artists that were on the Redneck Rebellion tour, um, I uh, took a song from the opening band, or not the, well, the, the opening band for the tour package. Obviously, every stop has their uh, local bands as well, but uh, Kira is the opening band for the Redneck Rebellion tour package, and um, I figured that would be a good good thing to put in the middle between the two, the two parts of the show. I cleared it with the band. They thought it was a good idea, so... So that was Kira. I'd never heard of those guys before this tour, but uh, I really enjoyed them. If I didn't, I would have, would not have put that in there. Uh, so really enjoyed them. I hope that uh, you like that song and, and check them out. Uh, looks like they have some new stuff. 
coming soon. They put a, I believe they put something new out on YouTube just yesterday. Um, and you can find the band on Facebook. Uh, you search their name, K-I-R-R-A. You get a lot of um, people, because, you know, Kira is a sort of a common female name. But and you just click on, when you go on Facebook, just click on Pages. And they're the first, the first match that comes up. And it looks like their Facebook is at Kira, K-I-R-R-A, music. You can also find them on Instagram at Kira underscore music. Now, for the second half of the episode here, um, I was also able to sit down with the latest member of the band Saving Able, their bass player Scott Wilson. Uh, Scott was also previously uh, in the band Tantric, which uh, he mentions in the interview. Now, I do want to warn you guys ahead of time, the ringing telephone has uh, decided to make a reappearance on the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. Those of you that listened to episode one will remember that from my interview with Chris Babbitt that when we were at Webster Hall, the phone behind us started the ring. Well, the same thing happened with... Uh, with Scott while we were up in the green room at the uh, Stanhope House. But uh, fortunately, it doesn't go as long as the, the one with Chris did. So, But uh, without further ado, here's Scott. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I am here again at the Stanhope House, upstairs in the green room this time, with Scott Wilson from Saving Able. How you doing, Scott? Man, I am fantastic. How's it going? It's, it's going well. So... My understanding is that you are, are pretty new as a, as a member of the band Saving Able. So I was wondering, first and foremost, how did you end up joining the band? Um, well, I'm, a fr- I'm originally from a band called Tantric, and um, we were out on the road together a lot with uh, Saving Able guys, and I've had relationships with those guys for a bunch of years. Um, so we're out together, and uh, Eric, the original bass player, comes to me, and he says, you know, I'm thinking about needing to take a leave for a little bit. I've got some things and just want to kind of figure out what I want to do. Um, I said, well, okay. And why don't you, Eric, why don't you take a little time off and we're out together if the band's okay. And if my band's okay, you know, I'd be happy to fill in for you. That'd be great. So I learned the material we filled in and, uh, you know, did our thing. And uh, then Eric comes back and says, well, yeah, man, I really, I really think this is it for me. And he says, I don't know of anyone I'd rather have in my position than you. And I said, well, that means a lot to me. I appreciate it. You know, but I have a band. It's a lot to absorb, you know, and uh, Tantric, we were, we were doing a new record at the time and trying to get everything lined up. Um, but then, uh, you know, things worked out. It wound up being something that uh, panned out for, uh, you know, advantageously for both bands. Right. So uh, that's what we did. Um, the rest of the guys in Tantric left the same time I did as well. So oh. that, that <laughs> so it made it kind of easy uh, to depart. Yeah, I was going to ask you a bit about, if you could tell me a bit about your time in, in Tantric. Sure, yeah, yeah. I've um, been with Tantric for a number of years, uh, almost almost six years, I think, close to seven, something in there. And um, You know, we had a great time, did our thing. Um, you know, I enjoyed it, and you know, there towards the end, um, our singer wasn't showing up for concerts, so 
that turned into a thing where I'm fronting the show, and we went ahead and did the shows, and oh wow, I wasn't comfortable with doing that anymore. So uh, that's kind of what started the whole meltdown. And he's got a new group now. They're a bunch of great guys. I actually in New York was with uh, the guy who replaced me, the bass player, and Jaren's his name. Super good dudes. Uh, Matt from Puddle of Mud actually just joined up on guitar. Uh, his first night is tonight. And then Troy, uh, an amazing drummer who's played for, gosh, a zillion bands, um, and great business guy. He's out there with them now, too. So, uh, you know, Tantric's still going. I want to, you know, tell everybody go support the band. They're still a great band and amazing. It's just it was time for me to make a change. So I would assume then uh, you played with them. Uh, they played here a few years ago. I, I was, yeah. I was at oh, that yeah. show. I've played here with Tantric a few times, I think, uh, at least two, maybe three times. Okay. Um, and yeah, you know, I was the, I'm the high, the high pitched singer guy. So, I'm the other guy. You got Hugo, <laughs> and I'm the other guy. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I've been here a few times with them, and then actually, I've played here a couple of times now so far with Saving Abel, and we're here again tonight to have a good time. Now, uh, you weren't an original member of, of Tantric, no. though, right? And 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 the same for Saving Abel. So you sort of stepped into and and both bands. I I feel like at least both sort of got going right right off the bat with like big singles and breakdown for tantric and addicted for saving evil so did you find it daunting or, or overwhelming in any way to join bands that had such a strong start already well you know um my career kind of goes like this I've, i'm um you know been doing this for a number of years i don't like to tell my age but um, <laughs> a number of years and you know i started when i was 17 doing tours for uh live near nashville so i um you know, toured with Lori Morgan, Montgomery Gentry, uh, Steve Warner, a bunch of country acts who were really big country acts when I was young and um, kind of got my teeth cut, you would say, uh, down there around those guys. And okay. uh, so I've had, you know, a music career before rock and roll and, um, you know, I always grew up in rock. Uh, but, you know, I made a living making country for a long time. And uh, it's all about just being a musician and doing your thing. So. You know, I've stood on stage in arenas, um, and I've, you know, the, the big festivals and all that when I was really young. Um, you know, with John Michael Montgomery, a picture surfaced this week, and you can look for it if you want to, but uh, me playing for John Michael Montgomery when I was, uh, I think it was 20. And, you know, there's it was a sea of people, a 4th of July celebration somewhere, and um, I look like a completely different human. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... You know, these guys, of course, man, amazing careers. You know, Tantric had a Grammy nomination, you know, a, a ton of success. Uh, Saving Abel's had an absolute ton of success. And th the cool thing about it is, is that they respect me enough and think enough of me to invite the, me to be on a stage with them because they're great players and great dudes, you know, especially these Saving Abel guys. We're all, like I said, I'm from Kentucky. They're from Mississippi and Tennessee, and we're all very like-minded and uh, you know very much redneck as this redneck rebellion tour <laughs> <laughs> portrays yeah that, that, <clears throat> I'm gonna jump ahead a little actually I was gonna ask uh, who came up with that name you know I don't know um, <laughs> they told me this is what it's gonna be called uh, they uh, uh, Scott Bartlett our guitar player one of our guitar players and uh, Tim King from Soil, we were all kind of talking back and forth, and somebody just goes, yeah, we're going to call it the Redneck Rebellion Tour, and I don't remember who it was, but uh, I was like, well, that's cool. And if you, here's the thing, you know, uh, um, Soil, 
they're they're Chicago guys, but they are as redneck as we are. So uh, <laughs> it, it fits really well, and you know the soil fans have all you know welcomed us with open arms, and our fans, of course. So a lot of good mingling of uh, the two different people, two different people's fans, and it's been amazing and fun. And uh, yeah, I couldn't ask for a better group of people to share a coach with, which I've never done with another band in my life. So uh, we're all on one bus and it's yeah yeah i was just down there interviewing uh ryan okay and i pulled in i was like there's one bus oh yeah one 13 of the bands people. disappear one of the bands have to drop uh, <laughs> we have 13 people so imagine for you folks who are listening to this we have 12 bunks you know so a normal size coach has 12 bunks um and then we have a back lounge that has a you know a couch that lays down to be a bed so it it, it fits yeah but if you've ever been inside of a house trailer, you know, just a single wide trailer, put 13 people in there and see how comfortable you are driving for thousands of miles. Right, but, right. Uh, like I said, luckily we're all veterans. We know the etiquette and uh, everybody stays out of each other's way. And just because you see somebody, it doesn't mean you got to say, hey. Right. They may not be in that moment yet, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been a, a challenge in a fun way. So how's the tour been going? I know you guys have had at least a few a few stops already. Yeah, you know we had uh, I believe we've had a couple sellouts already, and and it's done really well. And um, it, it, a really weird thing, and I don't know if you know this or not yet, but uh, TJ, which was Tantric drummer, is Soil's drummer now. So huh. uh, TJ and I are back on the road together in different bands, and we've <laughs> laughed for the last two weeks telling stories of all the years we had on the road and. You know all the crazy things that happened with our singer and with uh, other bandmates, and that's been fun for me just to hang out with TJ. Yeah, yeah. So, and then he's an amazing musician, so he fits with these guys, of course. That's cool, man. So, uh, Saving Able has has four albums out at the moment that I'm that I'm aware of. Um, how much of it did you have to learn, like immediately upon joining the band? I mean, I know you said you did some shows <laughs> with them before you were a member of the band, but you know, how much did you have to learn? Right off the bat there. Well, they handed me a list of... Uh, here's the cool thing. I should say this. Let me back up just a minute. Eric was on the bus with me. I rode the bus with Eric and watched him play this show a few times before um, he left. So that was helpful because I could actually just physically watch the guy. I did some videos of him. And then on the bus, I started learning it. Um, and I think I did... I learned about 20 songs. Um, and then I've got f 15 that uh, was on a reserve list that we may pull up at some time soon. So I started learning those as well, just to be on top of the game. Okay. Um, so tonight is going to be my first time seeing Saving Able in, in quite a while. And the last time I saw them was uh, back when they were opening for Nickelback, probably yeah, nine, back. eight, nine years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I noticed that Saving Able plays this venue, the Stanhope House, quite frequently. Uh, what is it about the Stanhope House that keeps Saving Able coming back? Man, it, the whole aura of this place and, and the history, um, there is so much mojo in this place. And when you walk in, you can feel it. And if, if you're a sulfur person, sulfur, I can't even say that, sulfur, a sulfur person. <laughs> if you like sulfur, this is the place for you. Very soulful. <laughs> that was crazy. Um you know, I mean, gosh, dude, Jimi Hendrix played this stage. So, you know, you can lay down on this stage and feel the mojo. And um, the people, 
they come out to see us. So we're going to go wherever people want to show up, you know, and uh, want to hang out with us. That's fair enough. Um, so it looks like Saving Abel has consistently been releasing albums at about every two years, uh, but that streak was broken because nothing new came out in 2016. Do you know when fans can expect some new Saving Abel music? I absolutely do because we're writing an amazing record right now. Don't worry, this is not the first time a phone has rang during one of my recordings. Why does everybody insist on calling me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, the... The answer to that question is we are writing a record and uh, part of the decision of bringing me on board, um, I'm a producer and I produce a lot of records for other bands and uh, write a lot of music as well. So the guys, of course, were super excited about that part of me and um, I was excited to write with these guys. I mean, look at the hits they put out. Um, <laughs> this phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but for real, it was... Uh, we're writing it. We've got a ton of songs written. We're going to probably lay down about 20 or 30 songs and then start picking out our singles. Um, immediately after this tour, uh, we are going to my studio in Colorado and doing some pre-production um, of songs that we've already kind of got wrapped up as far as structure goes. Just start putting it all together and see what kind of record we can come out with. But I will say this. I'm ex extremely excited about these songs. Some of them are... Um, over the top great in my opinion and um, I've got a pretty good meter of what I like <laughs> <laughs> alrighty um, so this is the question that I ask everybody that's ever been on the show and everybody that ever will be on the show um, what are your thoughts on the current state of the music industry where fans feel like it's okay to illegally download or subscribe to Spotify because they believe that bands make all their money on the road anyway so we don't have to buy the music like sure well here's the thing so if those people actually let's just say I go to their job and they make a carburetor at their you know factory that they work at whatever it is if I took three of the five carburetors from that factory every single time that I went in there eventually that factory is going to shut down because I took more than they're putting out right. with me. Um, it's the same thing with music. So people, you know, think it's not a big deal. And, and, and trust me, you know, when Spotify first came out, I was skeptical. Um, you know, we had iTunes, everybody did that. But I watched my, you know, royalty checks from years ago that songs that I've written and, um, you know, songs currently that I've written or bands I've produced, I watched those just plummet, you know, when uh, Spotify came out. And, right. and that's legal now and, yeah. and the law finally caught up and we're getting more money on all that stuff but the big hit guys you know um, I'm not going to walk into an art gallery and start ripping paintings off the wall uh, I get it I mean we live in this age where things are okay but uh, just you know think about the writer you know we got you can download movies now before they're out you can do all this stuff somebody put you know millions of dollars in movies yeah. To, to make these movies and eventually we're going to stop having theaters we're going to stop having live concerts like it's just going to keep going downhill so I, I think we've leveled out a little bit you know right. so I feel like we're going to be okay but that that's my opinion of it I, I don't go out and take your job so I appreciate it if you don't go out and take mine 
That's fair enough. So you said you're gonna you're gonna do some pre-production when the tour is over, and then I guess you guys are gonna. Uh, do you have any other dates beyond this tour, or like after? We are taking. Uh, we have a few dates, of course. We're we're going out with a band called the Lax. If you know who that is, I don't. Uh, Big Smo. Um, they are hip hop country, and huh. they 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 sought us out and really wanted to tour with us, and we were really excited about that. So we have. Some dates with them, but we took most of November, December, and January off to, to uh, really focus on the writing and recording of a record. So I'm looking for spring, possibly, to have our first single out. All right, man. Sounds good. Before I let you go, is there anything else you wanted to say? Anything else you wanted to plug? Or You know, I really like to uh, plug tires. <laughs> if there's anybody who has a flat, just call me, and uh, I'll call AAA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. At times before I will walk through the valley below the sun. Time to come. I think I'm drowning. Can someone lend a hand? Can someone save me? Cause I don't think I can. I've come too far to
And from their self-titled album, that was Saving Abel with Drowning, Face Down. I want to thank Scott Wilson for being on the show. I know typically I don't thank people with their first and last names, but since three-fifths of the guys in Saving Abel are named Scott, I feel I need to specify which Scott I am talking about. Uh, And once again, even though I said it earlier, I want to thank all of the guys in Soil and Saving Abel for... uh, letting me onto their their tour bus for the soil portion of the interview. I want to thank uh, the band's tour manager, Jake, for uh, setting me up with, with these interviews. Originally, I was supposed to only interview soil, but uh, he was able to, to get me the interview with, with Scott Wilson from Saving Able as well, so I really want to thank Jake for uh, helping me out with that. Um, you can follow Saving Able. On Facebook and Twitter, both at Saving Able, although it doesn't really look like they've used their, their Twitter in a while, but it, it is there. And the band is also on Instagram. They're on Instagram, they're at Official Saving Able. So be sure to follow them on their social media pages and also, as we said before, Soil and Kira. And don't forget to follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, or on all of those things, or also on uh, Patreon. I, I don't, I haven't, you know, I really need to do something with that. I really, I, I created the account, and they said, oh, you should, you should put up a video to attract more people to contribute to your project, and I didn't, I didn't do that. I just sort of created it and left it there, and hoped that that just by by mentioning it. Uh, here on on the show that that it would bring people to the page but uh i don't know that that's quite worked out so far so i'm gonna have to uh try and get some content on there get some people to uh contribute and show me they like what i'm doing so i can keep doing it because i would really like to uh be able to to do this as a job you know and a job that that pays me enough to not have to have other jobs. I don't know how realistic that is, but I'd really like to give it a shot. Um, also, guys, don't forget to follow Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter and uh, send a message or a tweet uh, outlining any new music purchases you've made with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. Don't forget to follow the Club Kayfabe creative community, of which... Uh, this podcast is a part of, uh, and, um, you know, hopefully, I, I know that things are, uh, got a section on the website there, I need to get, I guess I gotta get them some information to fill that out on the, uh, CKCC, you can find them, CKCCOnline.com, or on Facebook and Twitter, I believe it is CKCCOnline, uh, Hopefully we can get the bio up there and maybe start sharing the, oops, sharing the podcast episodes through their, uh, through their feed. But in any event, whether that happens or not, I am still a member of that community. Um, so, uh, as always, guys, please send me feedback. Let me know what you think of of the show. You know, we're back to rock bands, but uh, you know, this episode took a bit of a different. Um, different format because of the, uh, you know, I was able to get these two interviews, two shorter interviews at one show, so let me know what you think. Let me know if you think I still should have made these separate shows, or if it's okay as one. Um, 
I should have... Uh, I have something else recorded already. I don't know if I'm going to use it. I don't know how, what, what, I don't know what, um, form it's going to take, uh, because, uh, it's another shorter interview, uh, less prepared than I tend to like to be for these things. So I'm not sure what I'm doing with that yet. Um, so I'm not going to say what it is, but, um, if I put it out, um, I'll let you guys know. Um, I do have one interview booked for about two weeks or so from now. Uh, don't know if I've got anything in between. Um, I may potentially, again, have two uh, two interviews that particular date. It all depends on how things shake out. I don't know. So, as I always say, guys, this uh, next episode... Uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to be. It'll get here when it gets here. Um, if I do decide to use that audio that I have recorded, um, you know, look for something about a week to a week and a half from now. But again, who knows? Um, so I'm going to leave you because we're finally, not finally, this was this was a good episode, I feel like, but we're finally at the end. So I'm going to leave you with another song by Saving Able. This was their first single from their first album, and probably the biggest, uh, you know, they came out of the gate swinging with this one, probably the biggest, uh, like, hit that, they, that they've had in their career. Uh, this is the song Addicted. Until next time, guys. I'm so addicted to all the things you do when you're going down on me in between the sheets or the sound you make.
make it through All the things you do There's just gotta be more to you and me